But she put me on levofloxacin and prednisone for seven days and said this would get rid of it quickly. Well, after the first dose or the first pill, I did feel a little better. Um, as it went on, I, I just kept getting more lethargic and I just thought, oh man, this just isn't gonna go away. You're listening to the Floxy Hope Podcast. Please be advised that this podcast is meant for educational and informational purposes only and is in no way a replacement for legal or medical advice. The opinions contained within are solely those of the interviewers and interviewees and should be received as so. Those seeking help or advice are encouraged to obtain professional legal and medical services. Hey everyone, it's Jason from the Floxy Hope Podcast. Today I'm joining Julia Seaton, who is a fellow Floxy, and we're going to get to hear her story about her own journey and her road to recovery. Hope you love this episode. Hi, Jason here from Floxy Hope. And on this episode, I'm with um, my wonderful guest. She's going to tell you her story and her healing journey um, through fluoroquinolone toxicity. And I'm going to let her introduce herself. Hi, Jason. Um, Hi, everybody. I'm Julia Seaton, and I live in the middle of the country. I'm in Des Moines, Iowa. I don't think you can get any more central than that. Um, I was floxed in 2012, and I had three rounds of levofloxacin over a five-year period of time. And in that five-year period of time, I went back to the doctor. I saw so many doctors, so many specialists, just trying to figure out what was going on with what I now know were side effects. Um, But I went to the doctor that day for a sinus infection. I went in there, I'd had one for several weeks. It was relentless, it wasn't going away, horrible headache. And um, immediately the doctor said, well, maybe, maybe it's something more than that. So we had an MRI done. MRI came back and it was definitely just a, she called it a hot spot in my sinuses. She said, definitely a very infected sinus over my right eye, which is funny, which is that is always been the side, even after floxing, that has always been the worst side for me. I don't know mm-hmm. why, but she put me on levofloxacin and prednisone for seven days and said this would get rid of it quickly. Well, after the first dose or the first pill, I did feel a little better. Um, As it went on, I I just kept getting more lethargic and I just thought, oh man, this just isn't gonna go away. After that initial, I just kept going kind of downhill. It It wasn't like a lot of the stories you hear where someone took a pill and they were immediately uh, you know, paralyzed or, you know, they knew something right away. Mine was just a gradual decline. Um, and then two months later, I'm a fitness professional, teach a lot of classes. I was teaching so many classes and loved it. I was very active, very fit. Uh, I had two kids that were very active and I was running around doing all the things with them. And my Achilles tendons, both of them, they were just, there was pain and that pain just kind of got worse and worse and worse until there was a bump on the back of my both tendons. They were, you could feel them, they were just hot. They were on fire. And if somebody just brushed by me, I came out of my skin. It just was excruciating. So started going back to the doctor. 
couple weeks after that, I got a horrible rash on my face. It was a red burning rash. It felt like somebody just splashed acid on my face. So those are the two main symptoms that I kept going back to the doctor for for the next 10 months. Um, you know, when I worked out, I could tell when I lifted weights, my muscles tingled and, you know, I just felt weak. And then I thought, well, that's because I'm not doing as much because my Achilles tendons are hurting. And I kind of adjusted my schedule a little bit, trying to, to, to lower my, my workload, um, trying to get more rest and just, I, I accredited all of that to my job. And at the time I was, you know, in my late forties and I thought, well, this is just aging. I'm doing too much. But at the end of the day, that really wasn't it. You know, I'd been very fit and able to handle twice as much as what I was doing before I got flaxed and then got to the point where I could hardly do anything. So I kept going back to the doctor. Uh, after 10 months, she was just perplexed. She said, well, you must still have some infection. She didn't want to run another MRI or another um, CAT scan. So she just put me on another round of fluoroquinolone and prednisone. And, you know, it didn't make me better. I was still lethargic. And about a month after that, I just started going downhill fast. So for the next 16 to 18 months, I was in her office or another doctor's office every, every other week. I'd go in, I'd have a test run, and then I'd have to go back in to see what the results were. It was so frustrating. And, you know, I, I backed off as much as I could, and I tried to hide how much pain I was in to my family because they, I couldn't explain it. And finally talked my doctor into giving my Achilles tendons an ultrasound. And the ultrasound tech was just he just didn't know, know what to say to me. He said he'd never seen anything like this. He'd never seen someone with dual Achilles tendons and my tendons were fraying like a rope. So that knot that was in the middle of my Achilles tendon was really broken fiber that was just broken up and collecting in that one spot. And he said, I haven't, I've never seen this. I don't know what to do about this. He says, you know, but he, he told me the best case scenario for you is for your tendons to break so we can actually do surgery and repair them. So I'm glad that never happened. <laughs> but that was the best advice I was getting at that time. Still to this time, none of the doctors looked at my prescription or tied it back to, to any of the prescriptions that I was given. I was get put on Accutane, I was put on um, Meloxicam, I was prescribed antidepressants, but I didn't go on those because I knew I wasn't truly depressed. I knew I was depressed because the doctors couldn't figure out what was wrong with me. And then mm -hmm. I was having trouble sleeping. So I did fill and take some Ambien, um, but that was scary. I just didn't like doing that. So off of that. So after about 16, 18 months, doctor put me on a third and final round of fluoroquinolone. She didn't partner it with prednisone, which didn't matter at that point. My body was already so destroyed by the other two rounds. And went on to teach some classes. And I had this member who had been listening and watching and, and came up to me and she said, she's a pharmacist. She said, have you ever had 
a fluoroquinolone antibiotic? And I said, probably. I've had so many prescriptions over the last you know, five years. I don't know. So I printed off the, the sheet, took it to her. She sat down with me and she just started circling. She says, oh my gosh. She says, this is what is wrong with you. So I got diagnosed by one of my gym members who was a pharmacist, not even you know, one of the doctors that I went to. So mm-hmm. I immediately started researching and dove into everything that I could with, with um, fluoroquinolone, found Floxy Hope, and I printed out yes. the side and you know, started working through that. At that point, I had a whole lot of brain fog too, and it was just really hard for me to read and comprehend really hard for me to process simple math equations and whatnot. So that brochure, when I printed it out, was overwhelming for me. So, I mean, I just had to take it out and, you know, like (laughs) eating an elephant, you just one bite at a time. And, you know, in the meantime, um, I was still working, still getting up every day going. And it was you know, it it got a little bit better. I think I was blessed because the house that we were living in at the time had a reverse osmosis system. So I was getting good water, great water. And I was already eating pretty healthy with with my nutrition. And I think those are two things that that kept me going. Um, At the, you know, I was still exhausted. By the end of the day, I was paralyzed. I would get in, I would sit on the couch, I'd put my feet up, and then it was all I could do to just kind of shuffle in to my bedroom and go to sleep and wake up and do it all over the next day. But um, I was surfing on Facebook and lo and behold, here comes, comes this news article out of LA that had Dr. Galili in it and his Cipro. And I watched that I researched him to make sure that, you know, the story was real and he was a real person and he was a real doctor and then reached out to him. And that was in 2018. So from 2012 to 2018, I was just limping along on my own. And like I said, the things that I did have going for me is that I already had a really clean diet. I wasn't particularly careful with my protein at that time. I was probably buying meat protein that still had antibiotics in it. So I wasn't, you know, Mm -hmm. what I'm doing now and going to Whole Foods and getting the no antibiotic ever. Um, Like I said, I had the floor or the reverse osmosis water. I was still moving and I got a massage every month. Mm -hmm. So you know, and I think I tell my masseuse, I just walked with her this morning. We did five miles, you know, at like 5 a.m. this morning. And I told her, I said, it's, you know, all you, I mean, she kept me moving because without those monthly massages and her getting in there and just working my calves and my hip flexors and, and keeping all of those muscles and all of that fascia, just, you know, still, you know, not freezing up, I think is what mm-hmm. really helped keep me going. Mm-hmm. Talked to Dr. Lili. He gave me what he could over the phone. You know, he kind of, there were a few supplements that he recommended that I was not taking that was from um, the Floxy Hope guide. And, mm-hmm. you know, I told him, I said, the sad part about it is I opened 
my own studio probably three months before I actually found out what was wrong with me. Mm-hmm. So I had to police and I had to just keep working. And it was just pretty much me that was teaching the personal training and whatnot. So it took me two years before I could get to the end of my lease and blessings to COVID because I didn't re- renew my lease. I cashed out of all, almost all of my equipment. And I just, I said, okay, this is where I'm going. I'm going to LA. So as soon as I, as soon as I closed my studio, I got everything in order and I was in LA getting treatment. And um, it's a roller coaster. You know, you have mm-hmm. days and bad days. And, and I remember there was, there was a couple of clients in there who had had one IV and they said, oh my gosh, you're going to love this IV. It's going to make you feel like it's unicorn juice. You're going to be wanting to run a marathon. Well, everybody's different. And I didn't react the same way that they did to that IV. But, you know, everything that Dr. Gleely did after that, I did respond to. And I wasn't cured by the time I left. I did eight IVs, I did all of the injections and the peptides, and I did the stem cells. But by the time I went on that airplane, I was pain-free. My neuropathy was gone. Mm-hmm. I had, you know, I had hot spots. I had my left hip and my right ankle and then my shoulders and all of that was gone. And then just, just about a month later, I noticed that I always had TMJ. My TMJ was gone as well, which was kind wow. of a benefit that I didn't, wasn't even expecting. It was just like, all of a sudden it was like, I haven't had pain in my jaw forever. Um, <laughs> so that was, that was crazy. Um, so went home, you know, followed his protocol for 30 days or 90 days, did the call, checked back with him, you know, six months later, I'm 10 months out now. I did go see him in LA over spring break because my son lives out there and we just did a, a booster IV and he looked over all of my, my supplements, made some changes on those and I'm feeling great. I mean, today was a great day. I got up, I did, I did six miles, it was a fast, fast walk. Um, mm-hmm. I had a bunch of other stuff, so I didn't get any weightlifting or anything like that done, but you know, and I'm, I didn't sleep, you know, I'll be able to stay up, stay up till nine or 10 tonight, go to bed, wake up where before, mm-hmm. um, I could only stay awake for about two hours. And then I would go lay down and rest. Um, I would close my eyes and it was just basically trying to block out the pain. It was never sleep, but, um, on the weekends, I would just sleep all weekend long just to have enough energy to to do all the things that I needed with my fitness career during the week. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, that's, that is my abbreviated story. If we went into each sector of that, it would be a novel, but mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, it's remarkable. I, I definitely tuned into a couple of key things that you said. And, and the first being you had regular allopathic doctors that had given you a drug and an antibiotic, right? A prednisone and an antibiotic. And there's literature and warnings to say you shouldn't do both, right? And those doctors, you know, in in my mind may be great doctors, but I feel like they did you a disservice by not 
doing the work to figure that out, to, to prevent you from these side effects. Um, they may not know, but they mean, in my mind, I feel like a doctor should do no harm, right? And if, if it's proven that you shouldn't take this and this, then they should at least, you know, know that. And then they try to send you out to a specialist and they give you Ambien and they give you antidepressants and you're treating pharmaceuticals with pharmaceutical toxicity, right? Mm -hmm. um, and that's frustrating. And our community is so harmed by the medical society and, and the medical professionals that it, it's hard for us to trust in another doctor, right? To give us care or to help us heal, right? But you're a success. You, you chose a doctor and he got you better. And, and that's remarkable. And I had similar, like a similar story, but I had gone to three practitioners and spent money and time and and didn't get results. And then I finally decided to go to Dr. Galili and, and I'm much better. So in my mind, whatever he's doing is right. I mean, it worked for you. It worked for me, for me and it, it might not work for everybody, but um, it's nice to know that you got pieces of your life back. Did. And I did go to um, three others that were naturopath doctors. Mm -hmm. The first one I went to was also a DO. And about two months in, you know, she, she wasn't doing any, it, she, I, I take that back. She put me on mag, uh, magnesium glycining, a really mm -hmm. uh, easily absorbable pill. And that I think was huge for me because um, mm -hmm. my tendons did start to respond to that. And, but about two months, three months in, she wanted to put me on Cipro. See, I went in and told her <laughs> my whole story. I laid it out I said you know I said this is what happened to me and she she tried to tell me that no this is for you this is menopause I think you have the perfect storm I think that you, this I said well I had learned at that point I said well fluoroquinolone toxicity throws women into early menopause and she was hormone just, disruption yeah and she says, well, we need to kill your bad bacteria because it's overgrown. And at that point, we had done a stool test and, and all that, a bunch of tests. And mm -hmm. about the way through her sentence, I just stood up and walked out. I was just done. You know, I wasn't going to yeah. educate her and I wasn't going to do any further treatment with her. So mm -hmm. Kate was really depressed because, you know, I still hadn't found Dr. Galili yet. And I really had put a lot of hope into her. And a friend of mine was going to another doctor and, and she said, give this lady a try, give this lady a try. So I went and uh, she, she took me off of all the, all the supplements except mag, uh, glycinate and put me on a Ligaplex, which I do think that Ligaplex, whatever it was made out of, finished kind of the repair of my Achilles tendons because they did stop fraying. It took a long mm -hmm. time for that bump to actually go away, dissolve. But um, I do believe that the mag and, and that Ligaplex helped me um, heal that. But, you know, mm -hmm. all of my soft tissue was still very weak and I didn't trust anything to, I was not going to go running or sprinting or doing anything of, you know, 
any plyo work because I thought, you know, I can see myself trying something like that and having something snap. Mm -hmm. I saw her for a while and she kind of took me to as far as she could go. And then right next to my studio, there was a chiropractor who started enough, you know, she started up a natural healing. Hey everyone, I just wanted to take a moment away from today's show to let you know of some really great helpful things that we're offering on floxyhope.com. If you visit the website, you'll actually go to the menu and click the recommends button. And on that page, you're going to find some really helpful eBooks that could give you tips and strategies and also some supplementation guidance to help you through fluoroquinolone toxicity and get your body back to health quicker. Also, there's some other really great things you may want to add to your life to mitigate some external environmental stuff that could hinder your healing, like fluorinated water. It's super important to mitigate the fluoride from your body because fluoroquinolones are fluorinated. So removing fluoride from your shower and your drinking water is super important. So go on ahead and go to foxyhope.com, click that menu button, click the recommends button, and it'll lead you to a vast amount of great resources that could help you on your healing journey. So I went in and did all of the blood work. She actually did more comprehensive blood work than the other two put together, but her, her regimen did nothing for me. So mm-hmm. it, was, it was just enough to tide me over until I could actually get to, to LA and get the treatment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, um, he's a great guy. I've, I've learned to, um, to be humble from this experience because I've done so many treatments before I went to go see Dr. Glealy. And I, for some reason, I instinctually put that off till the end. I don't know why. Um, you know, financial stuff was in the way, but I had tried all these other treatments of doctors that didn't really specialize in it. You know, I took my, my wife from 2018 to 2019 to Oregon. Then we went down to Mexico. At that point we had like no money left. And I'm like, I was worse. I was in a wheelchair and I was like, I have two American express cards. I'm just going to do it. And it was on blind faith. I called a couple patients and they were so sweet on this, you know, this, these wonderful people like let me into their world and told me their experience. Um, had my wife push me there from Boston to LA in a wheelchair, two pieces of luggage. I was scared. I don't know about you, but I was like so scared. I was like, just, I was over it. I was like, I, I just want this to be over. And, um, you know, I didn't really know much about him till I got there. Um, and then literally an hour into our conversation, we're like, we're sharing home videos of each other, like crawling around and like, I'm crying, he's crying, my wife's crying. And it was so real. And I was like, this, this guy's like, I don't know. I just, I love this guy. Like he, he gets it. He's been there. And I really respect people that have gone through it. And I, I feel like as a practitioner, he's able to help people like us get better. And I know there's a cost that comes with that because insurance companies are terrible, but uh, it's just nice to know that you got so much of your life back now, like six mile walk. That's like pretty yeah, impressive. My daily routine. I do a six mile walk. Then I'll come and I'll do weights. I'll do the strength because I, I'm still trying to build my muscles up. They're not, mm-hmm. they're not recovering like they used to. And of course I'm older, but I think that if I hadn't had floxing, I think that by now, 10 months out, um, I think that I probably would have been back to where I want to be. So I'm not mm-hmm. really being too frustrated or upset about that. It's just, it is, it is what it is. Um, but I do the strength training and I try to do the meditation. I'm doing sauna 
we actually, you know, awesome. A, because COVID had all of the saunas around here shut down after I got done with my treatment and I needed to get that three day in, we ordered one and, and so I've got one here and got the red light therapy. So I do that with just minimal supplements now. Still, I'm, you know, eating as clean and clean as I can. And just the, the meditation and positivity, positivity. Yeah, just keep, go just keep going, like keep moving forward, keep having hope, right? That's what Flossy Hope's all about, is like having hope. And honestly, when I got done with the treatment, I didn't know, I didn't know what I was going to be able to do. I thought, hey, you know, if, I, if this is it for me and I'm just pain-free, I'll take it, but yeah, my body, you know, I'm, I'm doing anything that I want to, I'm doing everything that I want to. So now gyms are opening up and I've got members who are texting me and it's like, I'm thinking, do I open my studio back up again? Do, do I just go work at another studio? What do I do? But I mean, that is huge for me. I mean, and that, and that gives me so much joy to even yeah. be think about that because I honestly didn't think I was going to be possible to do anything in that area, that career area. Again, I thought, you know, I'm gonna have to mm -hmm. dial it back, but who knows, you know, I might open up my studio again or go rent a space and start, you know, doing some small group personal training, but mm -hmm. um, that's, that's kind of my, my short-term goal. My long-term goal is not this year, but next year because I was always into endurance sports. So I would go and do like the 12 mile obstacle um, endurance courses that you'd have to run over and climb over this and, and keep wow. running. And that was really something that I just brought me a ton of joy. And I love doing that. Mm -hmm. But uh, in Utah, they have an event that's called 29 on 29. And it's a three day event. You climb a mountain in Utah 13 times and that's the equivalent of the height of Everest. Wow that's and crazy so, oh my gosh. I can't do it this year just because I don't think that my body's going to be ready for it and my very first grandbaby is due. Aww. So I want to make sure that I'm I'm able to you know not miss out on that but definitely in 2022 you watch me I will complete that. That is That's my awesome. I'm I'll be rooting for you. That's amazing. I mean, goals are like such a big part of healing. If you if you don't have goals or a trajectory towards getting pieces of your life back, I feel like this can overwhelm you and consume every every part of you, right? I'm sure you were at a place where it consumed almost every aspect of your life. All of it. Yeah. 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 And and your life, you know, it's it's hard to be, you know, I have, you know two kids plus my son is married. So I've got really three kids and my husband who mm -hmm. they were as supportive as they could have been, but nobody mm -hmm. knows what it's like unless you actually no. are in the skin of it, you know? Yeah. It's uh, it's, it's crazy. Well, you, you, you really understand who, who loves you and who cares about you. Like my wife, like foregoed our wedding for a year because I didn't want to go down our, go down the aisle in a wheelchair. I was like, I, I want to try this treatment. I know we don't have any money, but I, I know it'll help me. And I was so positive about it. And I was like, I just want to walk down the aisle to you. And that was my goal. And we waited a year and I was able to do that. So it's like, 
my goal came to fruition and I like cried. Like it was such a hallmark moment in my life. And she supported me without her. I wouldn't have got to the point where I'm at for sure. So support is everything like, but your family doesn't understand, but at least they support you. Right. I mean, they're there for you. I mean, they could have ran. I mean, they could have left. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) yeah. They try to understand as much as possible, but it's been so great to have uh, conversations with people that I was in treatment with at Dr. Galili. Mm -hmm. And, you know, my family kind of knows them now and, and they're kind of my family. And that was another benefit that I didn't even expect when I went there is to meet some Mm -hmm. people who are going through the same thing, who had similar journeys were all different each floxy mm-hmm. is so so different but we have so many of the the similar similarities yeah and to sit there and get to know them and and now to you know we all check the ones that were there with me we check in on each other all the time yeah it's nice it's camaraderie it's a, a group a tribe a family a new like it's a new member of your family yeah. it's uh it's a remarkable journey. I did get COVID. I what? I got COVID in November. Don't don't ask me how. I mean, I pretty much would stay in my house and then I would go out, but I would do the grocery shopping and I'd go out to the grocery shopping. Came down with COVID and definitely reached out to Dr. Galili immediately. And Lori and Dr. Galili got like a, a package of peptides and stuff sent out to me and I had it the next day and I was also talking to one of the other people that I was there with had COVID and she said you're going to be fine you're going to be fine I I recovered the other person didn't have it but all three of those people were checking in on me daily and it was such a blessing to have that because I don't Mm -hmm. I don't know if I would have survived COVID had I not had the treatment I don't know that for sure, but I sure know that my body was a lot stronger and healthier post-treatment than it was before I left. So, of course, yeah. yeah. So it's you're amazing. Lucky. I, uh, <laughs> what's, it, what's that? Lucky you haven't had COVID yet. I don't know. I try to, you know, I've flown, like I've, I've flown to a couple of conferences with doctors talking about this and I've, I've been to Florida, Minnesota. LA we moved to LA in the past like year and a half and I I've been lucky or I've already gotten it I had a really bad something like a year and a half ago but I don't know I try to I try to just um be be ahead of these things as much as I can I get my antibodies tested every month and I am six months out I still have antibodies there's the perfect vaccine (laughs) I feel as protected as anybody who got any of those facts. Exactly. So a couple of questions, first being out of everything you've tried the last few years that you've really like honed in on as the, the things that helped, like what are a couple of things that helped or any advice you could give? Hey, the first thing that helped me out of the gate was the mag glycinate getting on that. Mm-hmm. I could definitely tell that it, that my body was absorbing it. I could have probably taken more. The um, first doctor, first natural doctor that I went to put me on that. 
And I think maybe she was too conservative and I probably could have upped the amount that I was taking. That helped. I did Epsom salt soaks, those helped. But the massage and, and my masseuse would just, she would focus on my legs. She wouldn't even do any, anything else. The whole hour treatment would be nothing but her massaging my legs and working on my calves and my tendons. And I, I do think, and I, like I told her this morning, I said, I'm going to do this podcast and tell my story. And I said, you're in it. <laughs> so I, <laughs> she kept me moving at the time when, after I found out about it, and then I started reading it and it was right after I opened my studio, my stress level went way up because I knew that mm -hmm. from this wasn't gonna be something that was gonna happen with a pill or overnight. It was gonna be something that was gonna take me my, my full focus. And mm -hmm. so I was probably stressed a little bit more than I probably would have been had I not opened the studio and found out about it. So I do tell people that, you know, if you've got stress in your life, try to dial that back as much as you can, as much as you possibly can. Mm -hmm. Honestly, looking back, I wish in 2018, when I first found Dr. Galili, I would have just put everything on pause and went out and got treatment and came back and then started up again. Hindsight's the, yeah. <laughs> the best. I know, I know. Floxy Hope for me has been such a, a blessing to take over Lisa's mission, but um, it comes with stress. <laughs> Unfortunately, it, it, it involves a lot of time, but I feel like I'm creating this, um, you know, this, this time capsule that will stay in history for people 10, 20 years from now. We'll have this podcast and hear your story. And, um, it'll be such a resource for people. Foxy Hope gets criticism and comments and it, but, but it, at its core, it, it's moving people towards hope, right? And it's, it's this wonderful resource for people to, to have. And it's people like you contributing to that, helping other people inadvertently. It's, it's a beautiful thing. And I, I'm so happy that it's part of my life, honestly. And you are the perfect person for it. I hope so. Sometimes, you know, I look in the mirror, and I'm like, am I doing the right thing? But, you know, there's so many people that reach out and they're like, you've helped me in some way, somehow. And I'm like, I just put myself out there and I just feel like I want to give everyone a hug because I'm out of tears. I can't cry anymore, but at least I can be there for people. Yeah. You, too, you too, right? Like you just can't cry anymore. Like I can't cry about it anymore, but, you know, I'm, I'm here. Yeah here for whoever needs to to talk or you know needs somebody to say am I doing the right thing I might know whether you're I, I, I won't know whether you're doing the right thing but you can run yeah. run by me you know if exactly. you need an ear to listen you know that's, that's amazing I, I notice people always want like a quick fix they always reach out like what can I do right now and I'm like what you can do right now is go hang out with your family, laugh and tell them you love them and stop going down rabbit holes on Facebook groups. Just, uh, you know, get the basics down or your supplements, if whatever, that's what you need to do. But the best supplement you can do is just being with family, laughing, having hope. Like that is the best advice I can give anybody. Um, not some expensive treatment, not expensive supplements, like 
you lower your stress, you tell your family you love them, you laugh at your friends and family, you instantly feel better. You lower that stress level. Yeah, it, it's key. And like I said, I would, it, I just couldn't. And mm -hmm. I, like I said, I wish I would have just pressed pause and let the chips fall where they may, you know, if I lost all yeah. my whatever. Um, but yeah, it was just too much stress for two years is too long to go after you've made a decision and you know that's the path and the treatment you want to go down. Yeah, yeah, it's scary. I mean, I, I had, Dr. G was my fourth treatment. So I had years of just pain and agony. And I hate bringing that up because I hate the strong word too, but it's, I, I wish it didn't happen, but I went through it and it's part of me but I had gone through so many treatments, then I got there and then that, that made me better. So it's like, it's, it's a hard road, right? Like emotionally, physically, financially, you know, spiritually, like all these things, you have to connect the dots to make, make that, um, make that happen. And, and you did, and, and look at you now, like, oh. it's impressive. 10 months. And it's like, let's go, let's go. <laughs> Yeah, you're like, I'm a pretty energetic guy and I have pretty wide bandwidth, but I think you definitely have a lot more energy than me. I wish I could keep up with you at 36. Oh my God. Oh, well, I'll be back out there um, in July and maybe we'll go for a hike. Awesome. Awesome. I got to buy a pair of Merrells, like those fancy boots, those hiking boots. Yeah. So you know, and get my water pack and bring my dog. I think this is the place to hike, right? Southern California is this awesome place. Yes. But so like in closing, if um, you wanted to give like advice or anything you can say to anybody listening, what would it be that would help them? Well, the first thing is to focus on that Floxy Hope guide, print it out, digest as much as you can because I know when I first like I told you I had the brain fog so bad I printed it out mm -hmm. and I just would maybe read a couple of pages each day to, to kind of digest it um key into those supplements because they are spot on you will you will need those find yourself a support group oh my gosh mm -hmm. try to explain it to your family and your friends and Hopefully, if they don't get it, they're they're gonna they're just gonna listen to you and they're gonna be there. If you're not finding a support group there, you know, get into the Healing Floor Quinolone support group, and and start a conversation there. There are a lot of people in there who have who have done a great job of you know getting themselves healed back. There's some that have gone to a practitioner and gotten healed. Just just talk to them. Don't hold it inside. Don't just, you know, sit there and say, it's only happening to me. Nobody understands me. I don't get this. There are so many resources now. Back when I first was trying to figure it out, it was a wasteland. There was hardly anything mm -hmm. in 2012. Um, yeah. 2015, maybe a little bit. Definitely 2017, 18, 19. And even now there's so much information. Don't get stuck in a rabbit hole of all the bad things. All the things yeah. that are permanent, you're not gonna recover. No, that's not true. I don't believe that for anybody. Um, you mm -hmm. just need to 
supplement. You need to take the right supplements, figure out what works for you. And that might take a while to plug and play and see what works for you. Um, get your massages, do the self-care, take care of yourself. If you don't have access to a sauna, get access to one, go to it. Mm -hmm. Have a red light or access to a red light, find one. Um, definitely just keep, keep up on that. Um, the self-care is so important and meditate. All right. Thank you, Jason. Loved what you've heard on this week's episode? Well, well, the answer is simple. It would mean the world to us if you could head over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review and feedback. Spreading the word really is the best way to grow our podcast and achieve even greater things. Thank you. Thank you.